Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. After uh, an all-star, uh, deserved, we both made the all-star game, Eric. We got a little, little it's break. It's the lineup. We're calling it the lineup. That's oh, the that's name right. of the show. No, that's, isn't that our new uh, theme, theme song? song? <laughs> this is yeah, actually just, pre-recorded. I just, yeah. I just pressed play on that. I, I don't know what you heard, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was me in a professional studio. Yeah, the lineup. I'm, I'm impressed. Yep. I mean, yeah. I've been working on that in my workshopping. My vocal it. coach, me and Celine. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> solid. So, uh, who called uh, Bocelli the voice of God, as you would know by? Uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> we've been knee deep in uh, the New York, New York Times, Times crossword. crossword. You know, kudos you, to the New York whoever decided that Wordle was worth the the six, seven digit figure uh, that it got because. Uh, you you and you and I are not the only people who have kind of picked back up the crossword in the last few yeah. weeks. So kudos to them. I, I I had a um a sort of like a free I forget the actual name of the app, but it was like a free crossword app because I didn't feel like I didn't want to spend money yeah to do like that. But then uh, as I sort of ventured into like oh I think when I when I signed on for like a New York Times subscription and it was like a deal, I think it was. Hmm, I want to say four fifty a month for like the New York Times for the deal, but then it was like, oh no, I'm sorry, I forgot what it was. But like, it, but uh, the the add-on was a dollar fifty uh, for the games, uh. and so I was like, and I was like, well, obviously I'm gonna do that because I, I tried, um, I had always done the mini because it was free. And then that, but that's nothing, right? It's just like you're, you're it's really nothing. But uh, then the spelling bee was what hooked me. And then I'm like, I'm going to start trying the daily crosswords. And then I'm like, oh, these are hard. Like, <laughs> I haven't, they're, they're like real crosswords. And then, but like, picked them up, gotten better. And like, we, we, now we, we're basically like, see, this is what happens when baseball takes times. two days yeah. off. You and I just move on to completely other interests. We're not that's interested right. in baseball anymore. Where yep. uh, Thursday puzzles about to happen, we we need to heads I, down. I show I show up in the third inning and leave in the seventh. <laughs> now. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, well, we we so do have a lot to catch or... up on. Uh, but kind of, it's kind of the uh, the gear shift period of the baseball season, where the trade deadline's about to happen. Divisions are more or less sorting themselves out, you know, with some aberrations here and there. And uh, a playoff picture is starting to kind of come into clear. And as we, it's the time where you start asking yourselves uh, at what point does uh, the MLB standing start showing either the magic number or the elimination number oh. in standings. So, yeah. Uh, not only that, but when does the standings become the default option in the MLB app? It's not yet, but it will be soon, I think. Uh, it, uh, tends is, it to a, be, is it a. Is it a two clicker? Oh no, it doesn't have a thing on the bottom. You're, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's a more. You have right to hit like now. more in standings, I think. But that I believe that changes sometime in August. So we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I before we get, go to break here, I just want to know. Uh, so if you're if you if, I don't I don't I think I don't know if you have to select a main team in there, but you know everyone kind of does, right? But like <laughs> on, the, so on the, uh, on the yeah, that's right. It just MLB logo, uh, but no on the on the main page. In, instead of going to more and then standings, mm-hmm. you could just scroll down a tad below like the, the news, and it's right there. That's mm. that because that's how that's honestly how I usually check the standings. Like uh, it, for like some rando, it's usually like end of week thing to check. Like it's the quickest way to check like run differential or you know or something like that. So like. Yeah, that's my little cheat. But we're going to talk about crosswords, pro tips on the MLB app, and maybe the Dodgers a little bit. All uh, Then we have questions from Craig. All of that after Yay. this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So August, right around the corner, just a few days away. Then we have the trade deadline shortly after that uh, this year. And then it's uh, kind of off to the races. It, you know, as soon as, as recently as, what, like a month ago, well, this was looking like it was going to be a race, and not not so much anymore. They, uh, the Dodgers and Padres were tied at like some point in late June, um, and and now they're not. <laughs> they are very <laughs> much not. Um, so, like, uh, I was uh, you mentioned I, for some reason I got distracted, but before we get into the division stuff, I just want to point out like some one of the weird things about like the um, the new CBA is like. So, um, the trade deadline is now, like, a little bit nebulous. They usually, they try not to have it on a weekend, but, like, so the, the, one of the points in the new CBA that was agreed to in March, uh, the office of the commissioner shall have the flexibility to set the major league trade deadline on a date between July 28th and August 3rd. (laughs) Such a weirdo, like, thing to have. But, like, so, yeah, this year it's August 2nd, uh, that's next Tuesday at... Uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, um, but yeah, I it, it is it is such a weird day. Like, why a Tuesday? Like, why not a Monday? You know, or, or something. I don't know. I don't know what what their thinking process is. But of course, it, it defines sort of that that week around it. Like, we've already had so many like rumors. <laughs> like, the Dodgers just played Juan Soto, for instance, uh, and obviously he was there for the All Star game, and like that was one of the bigger stories of the all-star game and uh it's it's crazy but yeah as far as the like the division right so the dodgers have been basically on fire i know they they just lost two games to the nationals and then won the last game of the series and that was like an aberration but for the most part they've been pretty much on fire uh they had won eight straight uh surrounding the all-star game including a four-game sweep of the giants to come out of the break the giants uh are under 500 as we record um which is honestly shocking. Uh, speaking of the MLB app, I just confirmed that by clicking the standings tab. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they lost again today. So they're, they're two games under 500 right now. There's only seven teams in the National League with a 500 or better record, and six of those teams have to make the playoffs. So it's weird. <laughs> and so the Dodgers now lead the National League West by 11 and a half games over the Padres. And you don't really gain anything for doing this, but I'm calling it. I've seen enough. The division race is done. It's over. Mm-hmm. The National League West has been decided, um, and to be honest, I th- I think it goes a little beyond that. Like, so right now, uh, the the way the playoff seedings work is top two division winners get a bye into the division series. Right now, the Dodgers lead the Mets uh, for the number one seed. Um, the Mets are battling the Braves in the NL East. That's an actual battle. Um, the third best division winner or division leader right now is the Brewers, and the Dodgers lead them by eleven games. So like. They'd have to sink uh, that uh, that low to get to to like lose their first round bye. So I, I think I really think it is just the Dodgers are basically like looking at a buy into the NLDS at this point. Uh, I think I will say they do play the Padres a lot down the stretch. They do play the Brewers seven times still. So it'd be kind of foolish to say that's over. But I kind of do think that's over too. <laughs> um, but so really, these last like two plus months become about like staying healthy and getting everyone set up for the postseason. So, like on the health front, I just thought because since we haven't recorded for a couple weeks, uh, I just wanted to like catch up on where we're at in terms of sort of the uh, a lot of the major like uh, injured players. Um, Chris Taylor uh, on offense, he has a broken foot. Uh, he actually took batting practice this week. Uh, he could start a rehab assignment by early next week. I would say the important thing with Taylor, though, so his elbow is is like improved to the point he had offseason surgery on his elbow. Um, that they're comfortable with him playing the infield now. Um, they were they didn't want to like change his arm angles to like mess with the elbow, but like he feels good enough now to where he can do that. So. Once he comes back, Dave Roberts said the other day that Taylor is going to play second base, left field, and center field. Um, so, of course, that adds to flexibility, and, and it also adds to, like, who they can acquire at the trade deadline. I know we've talked about this, like, ad nauseum. Lux is a, was essentially their only um, uh, their only 
like infield outfield guy really and um now with with taylor too like that just you know you can almost acquire anyone and then just maneuver people around because you have those two guys uh who sort of play all over so that's a good thing um i guess so in the bullpen blake trinan uh hasn't pitched since april he's out with shoulder soreness uh he was shut down for two weeks uh, the other day so his like previous mid-August hopeful return is not going to happen. So like he's very much a question mark at this point. Like he's a maybe September. Uh, Walker Bueller actually threw the other day. It was six weeks after his elbow surgery. He's also dealing with a flexor tendon strain. He's still basically September at this point. They don't want to put an explicit timetable, mostly because they don't. If they put a date on it and then something happens one way or the other, they don't want to be like, well, why did why did you miss that date? You said like so. They're be, being purposely vague at this point, but at least things seem to be going according to plan, sort of. But, so, but he's a he's a September maybe. The one who's getting more real is Dustin May, uh, who's coming off Tommy John surgery. He had two rehab starts so far. Uh, he makes a third one uh, for Oklahoma City on Thursday. Uh, I think he's going to need at least one more rehab after that. He only went, uh, I think, two and change in his last time out. He's going to be stretched out more this time. So I think he probably needs to get to five innings uh, in in those rehab starts before he's he's up, and then um, so at the very least though his return is like at least tangible, like it, you know we it's all, we can almost see it at this point. So he he's probably a few weeks away, and that's like that's a very good sign. Um, and you have Bruzar Gratterall in the bullpen; he's the closest reliever back. Shoulder inflammation. Um, he could have been back uh, early this week uh, on a, as, a, as far as a minimum injured list stay, but uh, it seems like they're, they're also being a little vague with him, but he doesn't seem like he's too far off. I would imagine next week at some point, but that's at least something. Um, and now, in terms of, like, how what does that mean? You know, none of these – I don't think any of these people are going to be back before the trade deadline, so – they kind of have to decide what they need before they get any of these people back. And that like, that's like a major sort of factor. Um, but I do think it, we've seen, I think over the last couple weeks, it's sort of become apparent. Like I've, I've said, I, we've talked about this ad nauseum and I, I've also done so on the daily um, leading off podcast that I cheat on you with. Um, <laughs> who we, I've talked ad nauseum about like the Dodgers need a lot like and it's weird to say that because they do have you know best record they they have like um, such a huge lead but I do think it is about setting up for October and giving themselves more options and so and it became apparent this week that boy do they need bullpen depth um, mm-hmm. yeah like so it's so weird like so the series against the Nationals right um, the on Tuesday that four of the eight relievers were unavailable in that game so like. You had Phillips and Bessia pitched three out of four against the Giants. Price also had pitched three out of four, including the Monday against the Nationals. Ferguson, Caleb Ferguson, pitched Monday. He has not yet been used on a back-to-back, so you sort of have to consider that. In it's a very limited bullpen in that respect. So they sent Reyes Maranta down after he had a super wild night Monday. Ironically, <laughs> did not give up a run. What a wild inning. night! That's our. <laughs> Yeah, and then he had allowed a run in like five previous games in a row, including uh, a home run in four of those. He's, he was the lowest leverage arm in the bullpen, so they sent him down and called up Garrett Clevenger, who was pitching well the last two months. He had like a 38% strikeout rate in AAA, like an ERA in the twos. He was doing fine. But it, he replaced the lowest leverage guy in the bullpen, and then immediately in a game where nobody was available, they're like, hey, one run lead in the eighth, it's Clevenger time, right? <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, it almost worked. Like, yeah, he would have got through one, two, three inning had uh, Gavin Lux not thrown errantly to start the inning. But, of course, having to face that fourth batter with a runner on, Clevenger hung a slider and uh, gave up a two-run homer for the lead. And then at this point, uh, we we were sort of wondering who's getting sent down for Andrew Heaney to start on Wednesday. And then when they sent Clevenger out in the ninth, I'm like, Oh, well it's clearly Clevenger there. This is a take one for the team situation. And then he couldn't even finish the ninth cause he, and then he got pounded for four more runs. So, uh, he, they did send him down, um, you know, to, for Heaney, but then also it, Mitch white, uh, kind of got screwed a little bit. 
so he pitched six strong innings uh, Tuesday and, and didn't have didn't get the win because of the aforementioned uh, bullpen stuff. But um, he's basically shown that he's a major leaguer at this point and very much could be an option, I think, in a normal situation in the bullpen. However, given where the bullpen is at, which is weird to say because they had just had the All-Star break, four days off, um, and they had only played, that was their sixth game, or no, fifth game after the break. So, like, how are you already down four relievers? Like, uh, you know, it just, it was super weird. And um, so I think uh, they got to a point where because he had, you know, obviously started and pitched six innings, he was not going to be available for four days. They're going to Coors. Uh, they couldn't have one of the eight bullpen spots essentially not available. Uh, I, w- I will say it's a it's an issue because with Heaney back, he was the the sixth starter of uh, of sorts, uh, and they're only going to use six man rotation like this one time through. So White, Mitch White was the odd man out. He was option. They brought up Jake Reed. So among healthy relievers on the forty man, uh, there's only Reyes Maranta and Justin Brule are not in the majors. And like Jake Reed uh, pitched today, or uh, on Wednesday when we're recording this, and then like I would argue like Jake Reed and Phil Beckford are currently in the majors. Like that's not a lot of depth, right? Like they need they need a lot more. But then I, I sort of figured out like uh, earlier today, our, our savior is, is has actually joined AAA Oklahoma City. <laughs> Pedro Baez, old friend, uh, coming off shoulder stuff with the Astros, who's been on a minor league deal. He's he's uh, he was rehabbing in the Arizona Complex League, but then he was just added to Oklahoma City today. And literally, just like probably 15 minutes before we recorded, Alex Friedman, the play-by-play man. I'm just going to read you his tweet because it's the most perfect tweet I could possibly imagine for Pedro Baez. Uh, making his first appearance with OKC, Pedro Baez was called for a clock violation before he threw his first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's just like it's the it's the most Pedro Baez thing possible. Uh, <laughs> so I think they clearly need bullpen help. Uh, that that's pretty obvious at this point. Um, I will say this also: um, uh, Shane Green uh, was outrighted by the Yankees. Uh, he's bounced around this year. Including with the Dodgers, uh, he elected free agency rather than accept a thing to the minors. So he's out there too. He could be one of those uh, re- like retreads, like Jake Reed. Uh, he was a waiver claim uh, by the Dodgers, and he was here last year too. But uh, Green pitched in one game this season for the Dodgers and earned a win. That will become relevant in a few minutes, and you'll see why. Mm. Um, and then I think next for me is actually a position player, uh, just an extra batter. Um, so. Part of it is because with the current rules, you have to have a, uh, 13 position players on the on the roster and, you know, a four-man bench. But they've essentially been playing with a three-man bench because they just don't use Zach McKinstry. Um, I, 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 if you, you had know, asked Zach me McKinstry, if he was on the major, the, right. the major league roster, I said, nah. <laughs> did, did, were you surprised when you saw that he played today or did you see that he played today? I, I, I did not. I, it, it was a, the Dodgers uh, played a day, the day game, game so yeah, Wednesday, which, is, which is weird. Working yeah. in with family stuff. So I, I, you know, paid attention to the, the scoring play. Yeah. So I, I probably saw a, you know, play where he did something, but didn't pay it any mind. But no, I had you had mentioned this in a text message or a tweet or something a day or two ago, and that's when I realized I was like, I uh, I would have been wrong <laughs> about that. Um, so he played the final three innings in right field on Wednesday. Uh, he's been active for a total of thirty-seven games this year, and he's appeared in nine of them. Uh, he's only batted nine times. His latest stint, uh, which has been under uh, the uh, entirely under the thirteen uh, position player uh, situation. Uh, he's only played three times in the last 17 games. They just don't use him, right? And it's not nothing against McKinstry. It's it's how they're it, but you know they make clear how they sort of view a player, how they're using him, and they they just so they basically had a three man bench instead of a four man bench. And then Justin Turner, who came back to the lineup on on Wednesday after missing five games with abdominal tightness, that was a situation like they could have put Turner on the injured list and brought up someone else. Um, but I don't. You know, it's like on the forty man right now. It's it's a little bit of a rough sledding. Like you, you have to ask, like, is Eddie Alvarez really that much of an improvement over uh, potentially being without Turner for a few days and then getting him on the back end of those potential ten games missed? So they sort of made that calculus. Turner missed five games, so 
for those five games, given how they use McKinstry, they essentially had a two-man bench. Like, um, so, and then Turner's back now. So I think, you know, when, when Chris Taylor comes back, it, it may be in a couple weeks uh, or maybe a week and a half or something, that's obviously helps because it pushes everyone back, like down a little bit. And then you have a stronger bench. But um, I just think, you know, it's, it's hard to like count on everyone else being healthy. Like Edwin Rios should be back at some point. We haven't really heard much. He can't come back until next Tuesday at the earliest, but I don't even think he's close to ready at this point, at least what they've sort of said. And I just think it's foolish to expect everyone's going to be healthy. Like, you know, what if someone gets hurt down the stretch? Like, literally, Justin Turner, 37, like, something like that. And then we saw what happened last year. I know the timing was, like, terrible, but, like, Max Muncy getting hurt on the last day of the uh, last, yeah, last day of the season. Like, and they were screwed in the playoffs. Like, I think I, I'm probably overly scarred by, like, um, Steven Souza Jr. and uh, Billy McKinney, like, Andy Burns, like, like, batting last year in the playoffs, let alone, I think, Souza batted nine times in 12 games, like, so, uh, that's what I think, I, and I think starting pitching, like, it's, like, it, they, it wouldn't surprise me if they acquire a starter, but, like, even not counting Bueller, you, you have the five you have now, plus Mitch White, plus, um, Dustin May in a couple weeks, like, I think they're, they might be fine with that, like especially if I think any the, po- the possibility of Walker Bueller coming. Yeah, back I think too. any acquisition of a starting pitcher is with how happy are you with your top four at that moment going yes. into the playoffs? And right, and right now that that's Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin, and then I guess it becomes the does does Haney jump Anderson at that point? Right, or or does May solve? the bullpen thing if he's the odd man out or whatever right exactly and that's i think that's another reason why they may be if if the good if a starter arm that they think is a clear cut above yeah that sort of bottom run is out and that's you know easier or i don't want to say easier but a clear acquisition than a dice roll on an additional reliever maybe they do that Um, and then you can move another in anderson or whomever to the pen um, not that that's gone I, particularly well for them the last no. few times they've tried it, uh, but you know, you never know. I thought about making this uh, a, uh, an over under, but I think it's better this way, where we both just pick a number, and if you don't get the number, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how many forty man players will the Dodgers add by the August second trade deadline this year? I, and I will let you go first. I uh, I was between three and four, figuring one or two bats and one or two. Uh, pitchers and then maybe I think I mean one thing before we before we do this I think it is worth talking about we hinted at it it's been the big storyline the other (laughs) obviously obviously it isn't acquiring a bat but it's more than just uh, shoring up the depth is Soto Soto or I mean I don't I can't think of anyone else Uh, Boston maybe is in a is in a selling mood um, but more than just adding to the death, but a- actually adding an impact bat or 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 arm uh, for that sake. Do I kind of feels like they're not in a position to do that unless the purported demands of Washington or whomever actually come down. But they've also shown a eager willingness to do that a lot over the last few trade deadlines. Yeah, I think um, yeah, a, a lot of that like plays into it. So. There's so many things. So all, you, you factor in, like, the Nationals are trying to sell. And I – they want to obviously get maximum value for Soto, right? So – and he's – he's. it's so rare to – he's only 23. It's so rare to have someone that accomplished, that young, available. Like, Miguel Cabrera was 24 when he was dealt, but it was also in the offseason. Um, it's – it just doesn't happen that often. So, of course, I think you, you have to listen um, but there's also the, so there's a couple factors. I think Washington wants to like maximize its return to sort of re- build up the farm system for their, you know, apparent, their rebuild. They have the worst record in the majors. They're terrible as it is with Soto. Um, so I, but there's, and then like teams acquiring him now, get him for three playoff runs. That's even before considering re-signing him, right? Like, even if he just goes to free agency, and that that's that's also super weird getting a player that good for like that long, you know, at a, a, a trade deadline. 
Now you could argue. Uh, I uh, I think Andy McCullough on uh, his uh, ath- the athletic podcast with Grant Brisby and Mark Carrig, uh they were talking about it earlier today, and he made a good point that he thought the that, that Soto would still be a National after the trade deadline, and that it's more likely he gets traded this off season. And his reasoning was like, if you're uh, he just like to bring up a few like if you're the Dodgers. Like, you can't include Tony Gonsolin in a Juan Soto trade right now because he's in your playoff rotation, right? But if it's the offseason, um, when you have time to maneuver and, like, actually plan out stuff, you could. Like, in, and Gonsolin's an example. I know others' examples have had, like, Dustin May and Gavin Lux. I, I would argue, like, have you seen how well Gavin Lux is doing? Yeah. <laughs> like he he's like re, like doing awesome right now, and uh, and and still cheap. Like he he sort of was the key to a lot of what they were doing. Like in terms of just roster building, like they they kind of uh, part of their like five year run before this was was fueled by the like the youth back then was Seager and Bellinger coming up and. And being on relatively cheap deals, uh, you know, and then you sort of build around those cheap guys. And like Jock was in that group too. And um, it's just, and, and I think they need more of those. And so it's hard to, but then again, Soto is also younger than anyone on the 40 men, including Gavin Lux. So, <laughs> so like, you know, you'd consider it, right? But like, but maybe not right now. Like, mm-hmm. so uh, that that's the issue. So I, I think. You have like, but then there's the issue of, like Patrick Corbin pitched today for the Nationals. Oh man, <laughs> how'd that go? He, yeah, he, well, he, he faced ten batters. He got two of them out. Um, in fairness, uh, speaking of Gavin Lux, he, he had a double, but that was a flyout that fell in between Juan Soto and Victor <laughs> Robles. So, but, but even had that been caught, Patrick Corbin still would have given up five runs in the first inning facing nine batters. So he only gave up one more run, but he was bad, and he so he has like the worst ERA. The worst XERA. The worst. He's given up the most hits, the most runs. Uh, I think he has the highest batting average, the highest slugging percentage against. Like, he's been so bad. He leads the majors in losses, um, and he has like over just over sixty million left, and two more years after this on his contract. So one argument, and this is probably more of an ownership-driven thing, is you make a team acquiring Soto take on Corbin, like sort of a. Uh, a, like a price poison pill, if you will, but like less effective than price, <laughs> like at the time of, of the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but then off, that also lessens the prospect cost. So like wh- what is Washington's ultimate goal here? Is it to re- rebuild or is it to like clear the clear the assets at this point? Because I, I think that's where an ownership driven thing, like uh, Mike Rizzo made a big point on a radio show earlier Wednesday in Washington was like, well, I you know I don't. He actually said we're not going to include we're not going to include a bad contract, and it's rare to see a GM like sort of admit that one of his current players has a bad contract. Um, but like, it was also posturing. Like, I, I mean, they they won't until they w- they will, right? right? Like, it's like it's the D Gordon is is our second baseman at the 2014 winter meetings, and then like 30 hours later he was not. Um, so, I I think that's considered so. I don't. I actually sort of agree, though, that it's probably easier. You get you can get more teams involved um, in the off season, and I think that's more when the Dodgers might strike. Um, if it, if Soto was traded now, like at the trade deadline, I think it would be like a um, a Padres team with AJ Preller being like, "We're kind of letting this get away. I have to do something because I'm AJ Preller." <laughs> and you know, and I guess the Cardinals to sort of break, like they have sort of they have you know some prospects they can do the deal with, but also like uh, Adam Wainwright's what forty? He's one of their best pitchers. Like I think you sort of maybe sell out for this run. I don't know. That it's a tough situation. So if he's traded now, I don't think the Dodgers will get him at this trade deadline. They're more likely to get him in the off season. And I think it's more likely Soto gets traded in the offseason, but you could see like maybe a desperate team matching the Nationals' price um, and maybe like Padres-Cardinals type deal. But yeah, I, I really don't know. 
but but that said in terms of i i was also thinking three or four um and just because you took four i will take three and i i think it'll be one bat and two arms and and i think it's <laughs> i think it's probably two relief arms um but like you said, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, what? Literally, they could just go to the Reds and figure out a deal for Luis Castillo and like um, Brandon Drury, and then like that solves like the one plus one, and then you know maybe they, and then just like a like a a John Axford type reliever that they've sort of gone after in recent years or so, something like that. But you, you don't know. And like you said, it doesn't have to be like uh, they're not. They don't have to like go and try to get Josh Hader or something like that. You know, something crazy. It's just, I just think they need some more options, and I, I think that's what they're going to sort of focus you, on. You said John Axford type reliever, and I was like, John Axford's on the Reds? Because, as no. always, I forgot that John Axford was on the Dodgers. I forget yeah. well, every because he was hurt. Time. Yeah. Yeah, oh. but all, yeah and, and of course, it's obligatory <laughs> when you mention John Axford, you have to bring up that he made Oscar picks, and one year was like, what, he hit like every single <laughs> one of them. I thought that was funny. Um, so, uh, back to the possible bullpen additions not a trade but uh if, if the dodgers add shane green, they don't even have to add him because he's already been here but besides shane green six other pitchers this year have exactly one win with the dodgers yeah. wednesday july 27th how many of those can you name i hate this question i'll answer it anyways after this Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How many of the pitchers who have exactly one win for the Dodgers this year can I name? I, I, I said I hated this question. I, just, I do. I just I, like. I ha- think. Yeah. How many do you think I can get? Oh, uh, before oh. Uh, before we get into this, somewhat breaking news. Um, you can cross one player uh, potential like addition bat wise. That, that's a normal sentence that someone should say. <laughs> but. Um, uh, the Yankees have agreed to acquire Andrew Benatendi from the Royals. Uh, okay, for source. that's this been rumored for Fine a while. Sand, Mike, Mark Feinstein, so let's look up how many times the Yankees have to go to Toronto. <laughs> to say, I, it's cool to see the Yankees giving them a shot. <laughs> ah, nice. Okay, sorry. We're, we're talking about important stuff. Dodgers win. I think you're going to get three of them. No six. way. That, so I'm, I'm going to be putting myself uh, on the three-strike uh, roll. Otherwise, wait, I'm just going to... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go before, ahead. Before you, I was a, only one of them is currently... Uh, no, two of them are currently on the Dodgers. Don't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I think that might make it worse. All right. Um, yep. Ryan Pepio. One. All right. One. Um, Justin Brule. Two. Oh, man. On fire. Phil Bickford. Three. <laughs> David, He's one and one. David Price? Uh, David Price is O and O. I will say what? he 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 gets in there fairly often. I thought for sure if I was wrong, he would be you know two or three Phil, wins. Phil Bickford is actually um, fifth on the team with thirty five appearances, and uh, he's the he has the most of the of the one win group. All right, so that's strike strike. Uh, but uh, another hint: he doesn't have the most innings of the one win group. Okay. Um, Mitch White. Mitch White is one and two. He could have been two and two had uh, Tuesday not gone as poorly. Um, so he's pitched fifty six innings now. Uh, his win was in relief, uh, and it, it, he would have. I think I think this is right. I have to look this up, but I uh, I think had Mitch White won Tuesday's game. That would have been his first career win as a starter in, in I believe, 15 starts. Uh, I'm looking that up as we speak, but continue. Uh, so you're, you're, you're so up. You exceeded my... We have someone on the roster left, right? Uh, one person on the roster left, and uh, the other person is on the injured list. Uh, wait, I thought I've named four, and I had to name five. You had to name six. Uh, there were oh, seven. Oh, seven Green total. Got it. Sorry, sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I should name six. Um, 
Uh, yeah, uh, Mitch White is zero and five as a starter in in um, in his uh, fourteen starts. All right, and I've got two strikes left. Craig Wait, Kimbrell? no, you, you. I don't think you. Oh, you got yeah, price wrong. Uh, Kimbrel is three and four. Okay, basically racking up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's strike two. He, he he has the second most decisions on the on the relief uh, okay. staff. I'm going to go with the injured player, and I'm sort of between two names. Trinan? I will say he, Trinan is the injured ah. player. He's one and one in his three games. Now, I will say the, the fact that I hesitated between one and two active players should give away who the other active player is. Um, oh, is it Clevenger? No, because he got sent down. Um, well, oh, oh, oh dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. Yep, yep. Because Mitch White went down, and it was yep. Andrew Heaney. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Oh, yeah. But so you you excelled mightily at this uh, trivia question. I'm I'm proud of you. I uh, I I don't hate it anymore. It's great. What yeah. a what a great question, Eric. <laughs> I that, that's your that's your your baseline now. It's just like, <laughs> did I do well? Great <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. The, but, uh, really challenging, interesting question, but I bomb terrible, awful. And now, and now, time for me to have a bad time with trivia. Go, yeah, go, uh, and that's also why uh, Saturday New York Times crosswords are the worst. They're yeah. actually just poorly constructed. I, I was on a run. Um, I, we, we, we text all the time about this, but like, I think I had three straight um, crosswords last week where. I think it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, maybe it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where I was like, like one or two, like letters off from completely solving it without help, and then I just like I couldn't figure out where the mistake was, and on one of them, I forget which day. I think it was Friday. It was literally just a dumb typo that I I didn't see, and I was like, oh, like could have been, <laughs> could have had it, but like yeah, so mad. I'm looking one thing up real quick. Okay. Uh, I was looking up who won the game today. Uh, like I said, wasn't paying attention. Only four innings, Henny. Come on. What the Yankees uh, announced the trade, by the way. Okay. Uh, they did. They One of the players they traded was Beckway. Mm. Well, I think, uh, I think I'm going to give him a really big boost. So yep. it's time for... With Jensen Craig. We love them. Done my own research and I've determined that we these are it. five of the uh, best questions we could ask right now. You ready? I am ready. The trade deadline, as you probably mentioned already, is next Tuesday. This episode's trivia questions are some fill-in-the-blanks for recent Dodger deadline trade participants for Eric. Note, I'm Yay. using the Dodgers.com transaction, transactions pages for this information. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's start with the 2021 trade with the Nationals. Whom did the Dodgers trade to acquire Max Scherzer and Trey Turner? So, I mean, I knew, I know this one, but like I would have gotten a boost had I not because they just played the Nationals, mm-hmm. and lit, and literally Tuesday was a gray white matchup at Dodger <laughs> Stadium. Uh, Josiah Gray was the pitcher, Caber uh, Ruiz was the the catcher. Um, so there, those are two, and then the minor leaguers were outfielder Donovan Casey. And pitcher Gerardo Carrillo, uh, who sadly, he was on the 40-man last year, and I completely biffed and did not do a um, Dodgers year in review. I did, I think, 73 Dodgers years in review, year in reviews uh, at the end of last season, including very obscure players uh, like, um, oh, God, I'm forgetting the, the name. Oh, Ryan Meisinger, um, mm-hmm. who didn't even play in the game for the Dodgers. Neither did Carrillo, but he was on the 40-man. And I owe Carrillo an apology for not putting him in that group. So, oops. The Dodgers made two trades in July 2018. The first had multiple minor leaguers dealt to infielder um, four infielder Manny Machado. Can Eric name them? They actually just gave him the Manny Machado. New, uh, start, <laughs> start his new franchise. Um, yeah, so... So I believe it was a five for one. Um, uh, Ryland Bannon comes to mind. Um, yep. Uh, Dean Kramer. Yep. Um, oh boy. Um, and then so, oh, I'm tr- I oh boy, I'm having some. 
I'm having a little bit of trouble with the outfielder only because I forgot his last name. Um, it's okay. So <laughs> I think, oh boy. So Yadier Alvarez is the pitcher they still have. I believe this was Yadiel, and I can't remember his last name, but um, I'm going to guess Hernandez. No, no, no. They just played Yadiel Hernandez with the Nationals. So, oh, God. Um, I'm going to be so mad when I get this wrong. Um, They also gave him a sizable bonus, I believe, in the international market. Yadiel. Oh, God. I'm... I'm going to be so mad. I'm, I'm skipping that for a second. Okay. Um, okay, Brabic Valera was another in yep. that deal. Um, three for three so far. Yeah, and then... Uh, uh, was it also um, Devin Smeltzer? Mm. Oh, he... Okay. All right, so... Um, I don't remember his last name. It, it was Yadiel Fernandez. Yusniel Diaz. Y- Yusniel Diaz. Good God. Okay. And you're missing one more. Terrible. Um, I'll let you know it's a pitcher. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> not, not that okay, A great so. named pitcher, too. You would have had fun with uh, the puns. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, no, I was thinking of something else. Um, so they didn't trade Grant Ball for, uh, <laughs> or they, they didn't convert James Outman. Um, no. uh, giving up, uh, four balls isn't as bad as giving up some pop to a home run. Zach Pop. Zach Pop, who made his debut with the Marlins, I believe, in 2020. Yeah, forgot. The 2018 deadline deal involved another infielder, second baseman Ryan Dozier. Who did the Dodgers trade to Minnesota for Dozier? Okay, so I believe, I believe this one was um, Logan Forsythe and yep, um, Luke Rayleigh. One more. Oh, one was this Devin Smeltzer? Yes, dead, dead on. Yeah, <clears throat> nice. All right, last one. The Dodgers traded O'Neill Cruz and uh, Angel Herman to the Pirates for pitcher Tony Watson as part of three trades on the deadline on uh, deadline day in 2017. The big trade was for pitcher Yu Darvish. Who did Dodgers include in that deadline blockbuster? So uh, I was in the hospital at this point and covering or not covering. I was just this sounds like the start of an excuse to me. No, no, <laughs> I, 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 I was kidding. intently following along, but. That was a very busy trade deadline for them. Um, so <laughs> for you, for sure, for you, yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, Willie Calhoun and AJ Alexi yep. were in, in that deal. Um, mm, now, now to figure out who else. Um, who else did they trade? One player. You only need it one. Was, one player. Um, oh boy. Uh, 2017. I, I think I need a hint if you have it. It is a shortstop. Uh, shortstop. What the hell? Um, oh, um, Brendan Davis. There you go. Yeah. Well done. You did good. Yeah. Like you were covering those trades, and you actually have a memory unlike, unlike me. Yeah. To be, no, I was only following <laughs> on, so it's probably easier to keep track. With less than a week to go, rank the priority of the following that you think Dodgers need to address via trade. One, right-handed position player. Two, left-handed position player. Three, starting pitcher. And four, relief pitcher. Um... Okay, so I, I think we sort of went over this before, but I think it goes relief pitcher. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it matters that much who they get position player wise, but I think it would probably be better if they got a right-hander. So I will go that, and then I, I guess left-handed position player is next, and then starting pitcher. 
that, that's sort of where I think. Yeah, I, I think I might swap left-handed position player and starting pitcher, but yeah, yeah this, that's probably know. right, yeah. Assuming Max yeah. Muncy has been cleared medically to play, is the next step starting to platoon him with Alberto and Taylor? It seems they have started to do that with Bellinger, but he does play a valuable center field for the Dodgers. Yeah, I, I think if, if everything goes right and, like, you get Taylor back and you acquire someone, you you can basically never start Bellinger or Muncy against a lefty. Now, normally Muncy doesn't have splits. Bellinger does. But, like, Muncy just, like, the one thing I will say, so I sort of wrote off that his power wouldn't return. His power sort of has in that his, like, isolated power is pretty good and it's gotten better over the years. So, like, that's at least a good sign. But he's also completely lost at the plate. And he's not hitting the ball. Like, his, he's not making contact in the zone. He's swinging at pitches out of the zone. He's he's not doing well at all, and so it, I don't I don't know if it's a like a platoon situation, but I think it just gets to the point where you you could sit him for a long stretch and not yeah. have to play him at all, and like so um, yeah, I I, de- I definitely think that factors into it, and I think you can essentially do a straight up Bellinger Thompson um, center field thing, and then I you know occasionally mixing in Chris Taylor. Um, but yeah, defense obviously important. But I think Trace Thompson has been like perfectly fine so far. Like, I I know he has a high strikeout rate as well, but like so far so good. Like, you, I think you just sort of ride that out a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it it also really does depend who they get. Right? If if they if they get someone like a Brandon Drury, he's probably more likely to play infield uh, than and than left field, uh, perhaps, or may, maybe some left field. But um, as whereas if they get like um, I, I I don't think they would get Tommy Pham, but let's just use him as an example. If they get like a left fielder or whatever, then obviously things change a little bit. Then then you have um, that just it just makes the sort of platooning part different. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I, I I don't know if it's necessarily too much. I I do, I do think part of acquiring someone is is not having to tether yourself to Muncy and Bellinger playing as often as they have, and so I think that's that's probably important. I uh, almost skipped the next question because I started reading the uh, the food question and got really uh-huh. hungry. But no, I'll ask it. Seventeen different Dodgers have at least one hit and scored at least one run for the contest, and Eric can go first. Yeah. Will that number of players be more or less than 21 by season's end for hits and runs? So someone has to have at least one of each. Um, so to be clear, Eric, you can choose both above, both below, runs um, oh, more than 21 or hits more than 21. And I get okay. uh, the other one. I get the field. No, I, I have to pick one, apparently. Very good. Okay. Um, so 21 with... Uh, hits 21 with runs. I think let's okay. So, who are we at? So, we are at um 17 now. Like, they've 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 only had 17 players play for them, right? So, like, I guess this is really a question of like who do they acquire? Do they call up Miguel Vargas <laughs> essentially? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's tough. It's going to be tough for them to get to twenty-one. Um, mm. So I don't. I think for sure under on the runs. Um, and I, hmm, I I'm gonna I'm gonna also go under on the hits. I am gonna go. I'm gonna give exact numbers because uh, we're. It, I were. This is more or less as as opposed to push. So I'm gonna say, and we can rule how to determine this afterwards. Yeah. Twenty players will have hits, including a, a call up and two bats that they acquire at the deadline, and then twenty one players will have a run when Tony Gonsolin pinch runs. It's Ooh, a nice little I score. I forgot about that. So I'm I. I like the exact number, so I will scrap my earlier guess, and I will just say 19 for both. That sounds good. Yeah. Is it uh, is it going to be is 100 it? degrees in Portland this weekend? Uh, yes. I'll uh, restate this. Is it, it is going to be 100 degrees in Portland this weekend, so there will be ice cream on the menu. 
but should I instead have a cooling sorbet? Jacob, you grew up in a, in a warmer part of L.A. County, that's true, and now live in a humid place during the summer. What would you recommend? And for both of you, mint chip or chocolate chip ice cream? So um, I'm going to answer that second one first real quick. Neither. Sure. I don't like either. Uh, mint chip is my is tied for my favorite with strawberry, so uh, clearly mint chip. Eh, just not not a big fan. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, terms of recommend, uh, uh, the question the answer is clearly both. Do do one or the other. Uh, one in the morning and do the other in the evening. Um, I yeah, yeah. you have. I was almost going to say for sure both. Like just, <laughs> yeah, really, just yeah. Enjoy and you know, what, for lunch, have beer. a shake or a root beer freeze, as I had uh, earlier Ooh, today. Root, Delicious. Not a not a wait. What, what what's the difference between a root beer? Freeze so and there's root a few float? names for this, but oh, it's, it's just like a, an icy. It's like no, it's like, like a shake. Oh. So it's like a root beer float, but in shake form. <clears throat> All right. It's delicious. Uh, Cafe 101, the 101 coffee shop, uh, which is no longer around, but they, they used to have it. I'd get it all the time there. And I found an ice cream shop out here that does it. So, Are you sure they didn't go out of business because they were serving that? Well, they, so no, no. They I stopped imagine. serving it, but there was a few people that would still make it for me. Uh, and you know oh. why they probably went out of business? It wasn't COVID. It was because they moved. stopped serving <laughs> oh. uh, probably that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of Portland... Uh, Salt and Straw, which is everywhere in L.A. now, too, so it's not exactly the thing it used to be uh, when it was a Portland exclusive. Uh, 50 Licks is delicious uh, in terms of specific places in Portland. So I've found that it's best to not eat salt with a straw because that's too much salt. So that, that's my advice. To All right. It's time Portland. to start saying goodnight, Eric. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> I didn't say Gracie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Um so yeah, I guess that's our podcast this week. Um, we'll probably be more coherent next week when we have a, an actual trade deadline to talk about, rather a than a new left speculate. fielder. Yeah, huh? Well. A new a new ace pitcher. What? <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, who knows? But uh, we'll, we'll we'll have more to talk about next week. But yeah, that's our podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. 